0: Well, that's awkward. back folks. America, the world, the five people listening, and the six people who just ran into this podcast by accident. Let me start out by number one. It's not your imagination. The show has been sporadic for a couple of days, or at least for the past two weeks. There's a lot going on. We'll get into that another day. But as for today... Welcome back to the Whitebeard and TK podcast. I am one of your hosts, Whitebeard. Let's discuss the big, giant, pink Christian elephant in the room, Carl Lentz. Let me start out by saying, When I first heard of this pastor, this was a number of years ago. I might even want to say 15 years ago. It's probably a little longer than that. No, it's probably around that time. And um, I thought something strange, but then again, you know, someone would look at me and just say, this is old. You guys are just an old married couple um, my wife and I saw him. And it was this weird time where all of a sudden all these youth pastors and these youth workers was wearing this um, effeminate style of dressing, so we'll say. or oh, I'll say. She's not here anymore. But um, they were wearing these, these scoop neck tank tops and crew necks. You know, a lot of them were showing their their hair popping up out of their shirts and they would wear these skinny jeans and kind of tucked in or rolled up and you know wearing these little shoes like they were like some uh young women from the 1950s now i know you're saying why am i criticizing these pastors and how am i to judge these people you know a lot of people like to say a lot of things and one of the one of you know, a few things, not a few things, there are a lot of them. And one of those things that I really love when people say, there's a lot of memes out there and they say, you can't judge me, only God can judge me. That's not true. And the fact that you would think that only God can judge you should really send shivers of fear up your spine. Because think about it, if this person is the only person in the entire world that can judge your character or your being or judge anything that you're doing which is right or wrong, then think about the fact that this person hurled the entire universe in the air, created this earth in the water, in the bees, in the the roaches, in the dinosaurs, and all these things were created by this particular person. So, if I were you, the person said that, I would take my chances with being severely judged by a human being, then why to tackle, then try to tackle this God. Secondly, the Bible does not say that we can't judge people. It just says, do not judge them harshly. I'm paraphrasing. You go look at that verse yourself. Um... And to be careful of that because you will be measured by the same way that you are judging. Yet at the same time, we're supposed to judge people by the fruit of their spirits. Like, okay, if a lemon tree says it's a lemon tree, then I should see lemons, correct? If a lemon tree is a lemon tree, I should not see an apple on that lemon tree. So now I'm supposed to say, oh, there's an apple on that lemon tree. Okay, that's not a lemon tree. No, you can't judge me. You're right. That lemon tree has an apple. You are definitely an apple tree. That would make us all a bunch of stupid fools. Just get that all out the way. And what I am doing right here is laying out something that I noticed a long time ago. So, the whole scoop net thing really, really bugged us because we're like, what is going on? they see a whole bunch of guys doing this. I'm like, this doesn't look right. The whole point of all that, those new young pastors who were coming up after the old guard was going to be leaving, is that they were trying to reach as they did back in the 90s. Now, I remember in the 90s, my kids were very, very young. Um, They were still in grade school, where we had certain things like a choir of fire was coming on, um, campus crusade, not campus crusade for Christ, uh. Somebody, Gilio, I forgot his name, his ministry that was going to college campuses. And what they were doing were rallying these kids and, and you know, bringing them together, giving them a place to be and, and teaching Bible study. And so it was a whole big old uh, 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 group of Christians that came out, you know, on the fire, on fire for Christ. And they were gonna all do these things and they were going after the youth. You know, with massive youth ministries that just tried to go and gain them and bring them into the kingdom of God. A lot of them grew up because most, I believe some of those were they, you would see. Yeah, I think they would be being the older millennial part. So then they come in. Then they grow up. They get into ministry. Now here comes the wave that comes behind them, which is probably them themselves, the older ones of that group, right? Now they come into ministry. Now they're coming in and now they want to do things that be so hip, so cool. You know, we want to show that we're all this and we're trying to reach this younger crowd. And that is the problem. Dressing to the point where you do not resemble the people of God, you resemble the people of the world. You do not no longer look like a Christian and people can't tell the difference between the Christian, the Christian world and a secular world. You might say to yourself, where, why, where does it say that we should, because we're supposed to be set apart. We ought to be different. We should look different. We should act different. We should speak different because we're not really supposed to be all that deep in what is today's culture. The problem is you get knee deep into that and you begin to lose sight of who you are and what you are. And that sets up for the giant fall that follows after that. And that has been a plague for such a long time. You know, when you're in churches and they want to have all this fun stuff and, you know, let's get these kids cookies and let them spin around and play all this game. And then now we're going to sit down for five seconds of Bible study. And then they spin around with some more games and send them out. And the kids never remember half that stuff. Or when you go for the youth ministry and you want to do all these things, want to have all this great stuff, let's bring in some hip hop music, bring in some rap music, let's bring in some rock music. I said rap and hip hop at the same time. You know, try to reach them on their level of that music, or should I say that musical style? Some people were using that music. Some places were using secular music. I mean, there's a difference between secular music and using a particular musical style. That's just me, and I, I don't believe that's just me. So there's a giant difference. And so when we saw this, I already saw the rise of something that was going to be a disaster. Because you're getting kids riled up and so that they can look cool, so they don't have to be like everybody else in the world and feel left out or feel aside or, or, you know, whatever the case may be. But that's always going to be that way. There's always going to be exclusive clubs everywhere you go whether it's in school with the so-called cool kids who were really not the cool kids. There's always going to be an exclusive club because not everybody else is going to fit in. They're just not. Not everyone is going to fit in the church because, well, their sins are going to dictate just how comfortable they are in those pews. That's number one. Secondly, um, you would have to adhere to what's in the word that you say you believe in whether written or what comes from Christ's name, if you call yourself a Christian, because Christ is in the beginning of that word. So you would have to adhere to what it is that he is teaching, and you'd have to do that. If doing that and you live that particular life, then that will obviously set you aside. You will be at odds with the world, and you will look different. You will stand out. You will be in an exclusive club, and that exclusive club is you are a Christian. The same thing with Muslims or Muslims, whichever way you want to call it. It's still an exclusive club. This is the group that they're in. The same thing with vegans, the same thing with, uh, uh, what's what's the other people? Buddhists And, and all of these things, these things are not all inclusive. They are all exclusive. But in this country, we love to use the Christian church and the Christian people as a dartboard where we throw things at all the time. We want to beat them up. We want to call them names. We want to do this other stuff. But people never, ever, 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 ever attack the Buddhists. They never attack the Hare Krishnas. They never go after Muslims the way they do about the Christian world. And so when they fall it's always publicized. The only time we ever hear anything happening with Muslims is when we have the extremists that go bombing things and do things, and then they wanna bring them up. Other than that, there's nothing being said. As if the entire world is afraid to say anything about them. When it came to the Catholic Church and the stuff that they were doing in, in the, the, uh the revelation of a lot of molestation, the world seemed fit to go, hey, look what they're doing, and that's the reason why we're not Christians. It took them a long while, especially for the Catholic Church itself, the archdiocese, I want to say, to actually look inward and start saying, yeah, we got a problem. Because they tried to sweep it up under the rug for a while. I'll get back to them in a second, because there's a little something I want to add into this because of all the things that have happened over the past year or two. But let's get back to Carl Lentz. So when we looked at this, I was going, eh, I don't know about this. And then over the years, you start to see his style of dress changing and get a little bit more dramatic and a lot of other things. I did visit the church because I live in New York City. We did visit it, I think, twice. Um, I believe I went once with my wife and another time I went with my younger kids, uh, the two younger ones. And I went in. I'm like it was on 14th Street, and I know that whole area. I know Alphabet City and that area. That's that sort of area, and it had that sort of flavor. And when I went in, and I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. That's what I got from it. I forgot who was teaching. He wasn't teaching then. It was somebody else, a guest pastor, and it was like, well, that's okay. But it was just something that was a little, I don't know. So we left. Then over the years, you see him in the news, right? Then it was Justin Bieber, And then Justin Beaver was supposed to convert to becoming a Christian. And this was the pastor who was giving him his instruction. This was his pastor. And we saw a lot of celebrities at that particular point saying that they had now become Christians. And then we saw certain things in their music change. And some of this stuff didn't change. And some of them are nowhere near Christ right now. Um, a little bit about Justin Bieber in a minute as well. So now we have this pastor rise up as the celebrity type guy, the celebrity pastor. You know, the cool kid on the block. And there is there are a lot of them his age that are the same way, but I'm not going to get into them because this is the one that made the news. Hold that thought. Now that we have your attention for the next few seconds, consider being part of our team. We'd love to expand our interviews and do more adventures and reach more people with a show that has something for everyone. And we can do that with your help and your support. A donation of any size that can be stopped at any time. You can also subscribe and and like and follow and download and share this show with others. And, if you have any questions or comments, or you you just want to say hello, you can reach us at tanthonybland at gmail.com. Again, that's tanthonybland at gmail.com. All right. Back to you, Jay. Ew, what was that? I don't know. I, I always just... It took me a while to get to this subject. I was actually going to do this on Monday, since we didn't have The Walking Dead to cover. Then I thought about the other day. Had I done what I wanted to do, I would have recorded this last night and then the other one that I was going to do, which is probably going to show up today. I may just drop them both today. So this hit the news. And I dragged my feet about it because I was like, what? And I looked it up and you know, you'll know, you hear like people across you know, social media, they'll say, we shouldn't say anything, we shouldn't judge, we should pray, we should do this. And I was like, okay, so I put it to bed. Now just leave it alone for a bit. And then this week, I think it was Monday, I woke up and I saw something in the news, and I was like, what? Well, apparently there were more than one woman. I should say the words allegedly, right? There are allegedly more than one woman that he had this an affair with um of course when all this come out they didn't say it was an affair they said a moral failure i guess in christian ease we're supposed to figure out that that was an affair and to the secular world it doesn't let them know exactly what happened just says a moral failure a moral failure could be anything <laughs> it, it really could so Um, Not only did I find that out, but then I also heard a recording. I think it may have been a week old. I found it in the Daily Mail. Uh, I, I saw a thing come across my screen. I'm like, what is this I'm looking at? So I saw some Daily Mail, and I listened to the interview with the pastor, the founder of the church, and then with some of his church leadership. And he was discussing some few things. And one of them that leaped out at me was the fact that he said himself that, you know, Carl was kind of a hard person to talk to, you know, and if anyone has ever spoken to me, you know exactly what I'm saying. I'm going, no, I don't. What does that mean? And so apparently he was a type of person that if you said something to him, the, the information or the person who would come towards him to say these things, it would kind of be turned around on them like they were the bad guy. I was like, oh, all righty then. Um, And so he was going on to how they were going to go forward in in doing this. And they were going to be looking at um, diversity. This was mentioned aside the the phone call. I don't know if someone from inside the meeting was recording this. Because one person said that someone inside was recording that and then it was released. I don't know if it was that because it sounds like the guy was having an interview with someone else and he was asking the questions. At any rate, so the whole thing came up with diversity. I'm sitting there going, diversity, so really? So the pastor has an affair and now you want to talk about diversity. So if you put a few brown people at your leadership that changes things, I really don't understand that part. It gets even worse. Because there were apparently, should I say allegedly, some of the other male staff who were apparently sending pictures and not so nice pictures to some of the young women in the church. Then, of course, the revelation of alleged calls, emails or texts. They say emails, I don't know why anybody who has a brain would be emailing someone some illicit pictures or have conversations on a laptop so that it could be emailed and it could be traced If someone took it, they can find it. I don't understand that, it's just like killers who go kill people and keep a trophy. Why do you have this information? You know what I mean? If you're going to steal some information, why keep it on your person? If you're gonna kill somebody, why keep their head in a box <laughs> inside, inside your refrigerator? You're asking to be caught. But I guess no one said that criminals were the smartest people on the planet. Even the white collar crime guys get busted in proving that they weren't all that bright. So, I'm listening to all this, and going, wow. This is bigger than anyone has ever thought. And then it gets worse. Because I saw bits and pieces of the interview, I meant to go and watch the full interview before I started recording. Of the young lady who he had this affair with. Now, she looked like she's from down around that area. You know, with the whole tattoos and the whole uh, whatever look it is. I think it was Good Morning America, because I was looking at the screen, it was so small. But I love the way they introduced him as the um, hipster pastor of Justin Bieber when they were talking about him. And so she looks exactly the same way, you know, that people from down there in the village. And if you live in New York City, you know exactly what I'm talking about Uh, tattoos, plugs, earrings, all that. But the the interview asked her a question. And she asked Did you know he was married? Jasmine was married? Yes. And she knew that he was married for uh, was it 17 years, 19 years, 17 years, I think she said, 17 years and had three kids. Now, TK was sitting right next when we listened to her. She's going, okay, so why didn't you just say, okay, goodbye? I'm sitting there going, exactly. So, you know, she was like, you home homewrecker. I was like, no, 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 no. Don't point the finger as a homewrecker. She's wrong. And she wasn't too bright. Getting involved with this. So, if she was part of the church, then she should have known okay, that's the pastor. Yeah, he's married and he has children. Now, she said he doesn't wear a ring. And so I told TK, I'm like, well, you know, if you're going to cheat, you ain't going to wear your ring. Now, I don't know if he ever wore his ring all the time or he's just one of those people who didn't want to wear his ring, which, you know, most men who love and who are proud to be married will show their ring that they are connected. They got a woman waiting for them at home, and she's doing the same thing with the ring on her finger. You know what I'm saying? We proudly walk around like, yeah, this is what I got. It's not just that I'm off the market. And I, I can tell you that even that ring attracts ladies. Because they know that you are secure, you have a relationship, that you're worth something because someone married you. I used to deal with that with my own ring. And when we when, I, when we first got married, the first, the early years, I'm coming home telling Cheryl, like, uh, this lady was like, I said, yeah. I had to tell mom, I'm not interested, sorry, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. So, she said he didn't wear a ring. She knew he was married, yet she still pursued this and TK was right. Why didn't you just walk away? But then she called a home wreck. I said, no, 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 no. Don't drop that all on her. You need to look at Carl himself. You knew you were married. He knew he had these kids. Yet, even though this person showed some interest in him, he showed some interest back and continued down the line to have an affair. Who really home? Who, who wrecked the home? Really? Who did not so much this girl. And Proverbs told us all about the people whose lips drip like honey and what's waiting for them. And, and you know, <laughs> wow. So this is, this is a giant mess. You know that you have this huge flock that you have to stand before and that you have to sit here and lead and this is what you're doing on the side. Now, to their credit, He was fired. Now, last night when I was thinking of what I was going to do, if I was actually indeed going to come up and do this, I heard someone was saying that John Gray had the same issue, always, you know, had a few affairs. And every time he got caught, he would um, apologize. I don't know about that. I didn't know about that. I'm not that type of person that listened to these things that closely. If this didn't come out to be major news, I wouldn't have even touched the subject. But her reason for pointing this out, this podcast, was the fact that he's still preaching. And still has his job. I don't understand people. I don't know how these things work. You know, if someone at your job is stealing, they get fired. If someone robbed your company, they get fired fired they do not get a severance pay they don't get a golden parachute you don't pat them on the back you don't worry about their kids that they got to go home and feed because that was on them to have to worry about because guess what it's your job to take care of your family not me i pay you a salary the money i pay you should be good enough to take care of your family i'm giving you health care that should take care of your family you screwed up you got fired you deal with that on your own that ain't got nothing to do with me that's what any job so I know there was some whole something about perhaps you know he's going to get all this when he leaves and and I turned to TK I'm like nah I don't think so because if he made if he's written books and that the the proceeds from the books didn't go back to the church itself didn't go back to Hill Hill song itself then that's his money that money you get to keep He had a salary, so hopefully you had your salary and you invested your money. And you saved for your retirement. So you get to go like anybody else at any other job that we've been fired. By you go home and you deal with your family and your finances the way everybody else would. So I don't know about the whole golden parachute thing when he leaves. I'm just saying you know, in any other real world, if you lost your job, that's exactly what happens and everybody else has to deal with that. In fact, if it was a congregant, you'd be coming to church saying, I lost my job. (laughs) So, um, so I don't know about that, but that's my feelings on that part. But, here's the thing, the celebrity pastor thing, giant slippery slope the, I want to be cool to reach the younger generation. Slippery slope. I want to dress in of manner so people be looking at me. So that's a slippery slope. And all of these things were the giant setup for this massive fall. The fact that you get to the point where you're so popular and you're so big that people try to come and say something to you and you're not listening. That's a problem. When other male members of your staff are kind of following in your footsteps with dealing with these girls, that's a problem. And that's a problem. And for those who may be following this person and feel downhearted or you know, downcast and go, oh my gosh, and, and so on, so that's a problem. Because the only people we should be looking at as Christians. Is Christ. Solo Crystal, that's it. The song, In Christ Alone, is all about our relationship with Christ, the Christ of the Bible. If you want to go even further than that, the Christ of history. That is it. Read this word, stick to this word, judge by this word, live by this word, and that is it. The person who stands before us preaching is no better than us. They're not holier than thou. They are just another human being just like us. But like a parent to a child, they have a position. A position. And if you lift them up on a pedestal above that position, you're going to have a problem if you find out that they've been doing things on the side whether major like this part like this guy or you find out that they have a drug issue or whatever it is and that could lead a lot of people to go and fall because they are not focusing on God themselves they're focusing on this person who stands before them giving this information And dare I say, I think that this was always a big issue for me when it comes to the Catholic Church because the priest is supposed to be, um, from what I remember, somebody out there can correct me, you know, this person is supposed to be the Pope, is this infallible person. No, you're not. You know, the priest gets to sit behind this darkened booth for you to talk to. He gives you a couple of Hail Marys. You walk out, you're supposed to feel better. You're praying with a thousand other people in between you, but it's supposed to be you and Jesus. These people are supposed to shepherd over you, lead you, help you, and show you. But they're not the end all to be all to your Christian walk. And that's a dangerous spot. And when you do that, you you haul them up as something so superior and something so great. And with any public speaker, anyone who's on stage, anyone who sings, anyone who's in acting, you know, we, we get a lot from being on stage and having been in a, in a few plays stuff, you, know, you you get a lot, that instant gratification of when you're doing something, you hear an audience cheering or you hear an audience go, ah, or they start to cry when they've seen something that's really, really sad. And that could make you feel really good at your craft. So now put that in a public speaker, put that in, in, in the same frame of reference when you're talking about a pastor. You know, you're looking young and hip and his wife was pretty. So we, we're not going to say that he cheated on his wife because his wife is ugly. So you put that in there and this here comes his hip, cool, here comes this cool dude. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, yeah, 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 you, you get like, yeah, okay, I got this, I got this. And you got a problem. This is a messed up situation. And I told TK the other day, we're sitting down, I said, I really... And very concerned about Justin Bieber because he was linked to Carl Lynch and Carl Lynch was linked to him. And he became this big celebrity guy who, you know, hey, we got to celebrity almost like the, Science, the Church of Scientology with uh, um, John Travolta and um, Tom Cruise, who's, oh my gosh, I, I love Tom's movies. But the way he screwed up those adopted kids and the the relationships he had with his wives that he messed up because of the Church of Scientology is insane. And we all know that they like to have celebrities in their elk and they like to raise them up and use them to do things. So, you know, here it is in this case. It's not exactly the same, but it's almost like that when you say, I got Beaver over here, like, "Woo!" you know, I got me a celebrity. And you get, yeah, and it'd be like the celebrity church with the celebrity pastor with the celebrity congregate. And so I feel for Justin because I hope that he was grounded in Christ, that he would know and that he would lean on that and that wouldn't mess up his walk. Because of the pastor he trusted and someone who brought him to the cross. That's a big problem. There are reasons why we have checks and balances. There are reasons why there are these whole bunch of churches that is just like, it's all going to be about Jesus. I'm not trying to fit in. I'm not trying to make things look sweet and and beautiful for you. I'm just going to give you the word because if the word doesn't change your life, then nothing else will. If If the word doesn't change your life, nothing else will and nothing else will sustain you because it is the word of God that will change your life and that will sustain you. You gather with like-minded people who are Christians in a service because we're all of the same people. We were watching um, The Last Ship last night and uh, a couple of episodes and we're in, we're in season five. I just ran through the whole couple of seasons in the past two weeks. And I was telling her that I love some of the the things that they do in the military. When someone dies, how they handle this. And, dang it, I just forgot where I was going to go with that. Uh, 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 just the, the protocols. Since I forgot, I'm not even going to try to do it. So, you know, it becomes this problem when you don't just lean on that. You get, That's what it was. It's gathering around. And so we're looking at the, the end of one of these episodes. And so you're seeing them, the people from the the, the Nathan James, some of the core core actors from the show who are, who are now left, just like five or six of them. And they're they're gathering together and they're drinking a cold one, as they said, which was cherry Coke and I think it was like grape soda. And they were laughing and talking about the mouse that the guy had when they were about to get shot. And he said, the little mouse just ran. He called a Rhubarb and Rhubarb just left me there. He just left me there. And they're giggling about it and all of a sudden you saw the somber look, then it became a sober look. And you could start to see the pain in their eyes. How much has been weighing on them for so much loss that they've had, so much death they had to deal with, so much pain. And then you look at that and you see, as, as um, Burke had went to this, this gathering to raise funds for war bonds, and he met with other old soldiers. He says, you know, they the ladies who are giving the their checkbooks, they just want to hear about all the wonderful things you've done. But they never want to hear about how you're up late at night. How you can't sleep because of the things you've seen and you've done. And so uh, Burke tells the guy, he said, yeah, my dad, you know, he used to come home and he fought in this war, this war, in this war, this war. He said, but I would hear him at night. Just pacing around the house, he, would, he wouldn't sleep at night. And so the guy said, Now you get it. And he said, Yeah, he would never tell me about it. And he said, Because you weren't there, you wouldn't understand. So now here they all, they're all there gathering, they're drinking these sodas because they understand themselves what they went through. Someone outside of the military would not understand that. Someone outside wouldn't get it. And even if you told them, they wouldn't be able to handle all that stuff. So that's why they're a tight group. The same thing with Christians. You should get it because you've read that You've read your word, you've been you, you've done this, and so you gather on Sundays, you gathers on Wednesday, you gather in homes, because then you can be part of a larger group that understands exactly what you're going through, your struggles, your ups and downs, all the things that God has blessed you with, all the things that God has taught you, and all of these different things. So this is the reason why we gather, so I'm hoping and praying that Justin Bieber has been in his word so that this thing does not rock him or his faith and understand that your word is sufficient your word is the one that keeps you it's not who you're connected with we get connected with people because they understand what we are going through they understand the same God but even in that people seem to be divided. We've seen what's been happening all year long and you've heard me talk about this a few times. And that's because again, people get away from the word. They get away from what God says and what he expects. And that's what happened here. You know, the trappings of, like I said, you know, there are some there are some denominations out there, there are some churches out there who are, are like strictly to the word. We ain't doing this. We're not going to have popcorn and balloons and Uh, you know, I was about to say, sack races. (laughs) We're not going to do this all to attract the younger people or make everybody else feel good about themselves that they're going to come in. Here's a problem. Once they get in, how do you keep them? Is it with all the flash and the fog machine? Or is it the word? Because that's what needs to be needed here. I agree with those other believers who say we should pray for him. But we shouldn't ignore the elephant in the room. We Well, not me. People were quick to judge the Catholic Church for the molestation. People were quick to judge other folks for the things that they did their affairs, and everything else. But you get to this particular celebrity pastor, shall we say, quote unquote, and he's untouchable. Isn't that what led to it? As I was listening to the interview, the guy said that they didn't fire his wife, although she was leaving because they were gonna move to LA, and I was like, oh my gosh, you went from one big city to another big city? So I told TK, you know what? They need to go out in the desert of Arizona for a little bit, and if the only people that emerge is her and her kids, well, you know that was handled. (laughs) She, they handled their marital problems. But I'm like, you don't need to be there. You need to be out in the desert somewhere, alone with God, and figure out how you went wrong, why you went wrong, and try not to repeat that. So where they land as far as a married couple, that's up to them. Hopefully this will be a very good lesson for people to understand that it's Christ alone. It can't be the person who stands in front of you. You can't compromise yourself and you can't compromise the gospel to the point where no one can see there's a difference between you and the others. One basketball team plays basketball just like the other basketball team, but even in that, the teams are different. They have different playbooks, same thing with football. Why is it that Christians want to be so much like everybody else to the point of detriment to our faith and our walk and our witness to this world? This is a jacked up situation and I hope that God can fix it. Listen, I'm out of here. I have another subject I need to cover and um, we'll get back to you on all the things that's been going on with us right now. and. That'll be it. No, you don't have to agree with what I just said. And that's fine. We just agree on one thing that we're both humans and we should love one another. That's it. That's what Jesus has called us to go and do. And that works even for those who don't believe in that. Loving your neighbor as yourself. I feel sorry for these guys. I feel sorry for this wife. I feel sorry for these kids because their parent, the father is a celebrity. I don't know how old these children are, but that name is going to be in the newspaper for a while. It's going to be in recorded history for a while. You can hit a search engine and see your dad and see what happened for a while. You could see the video interview forever now. That's the time we live in. So I'm out. Keep your focus. I'll see you next time.